The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. Dayton's all news and talk is 1290-957-WHIO. There is a season. Welcome to There Is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for joining us once again. Each week on this program, we endeavor to bring you topics that are relevant to your experience and the way you hope to live this life, no matter what season you're experiencing. Today's program will soon be available on our website and can be streamed at your favorite podcast provider. Of course, we'd love your feedback on this and any episode of our show. So please contact us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. So the summertime presents an opportunity for a lot of Americans to feel some additional sense of freedom. The weather is warmer, so people love to be outside. The summer is bracketed, at least unofficially, by Memorial Day, a day that we commemorate our fallen soldiers who gave so much to preserve our freedoms and fight for freedom for others around the world. And at the other end, by Labor Day, a Monday set aside toward the end of summer, conveniently added to Saturday and Sunday for a nice three-day weekend to celebrate works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. These labors have helped to make this country the wealthiest and arguably the most successful nation in the history of the world. Now, had these holidays occurred, you know, in the dead of winter in January or February, we might not enjoy them all that much. I mean, I can't see too many people barbecuing at that time of year, but some people might. Let alone, I I don't know that we'd really stop to contemplate just how incredible it is to have been born into this time and into this nation. But what's that? You don't agree? You're thinking that maybe this year hasn't been a great example of freedom? What with our COVID lockdowns and at least after the early going, what seemed like an endless list of arbitrary rules about leaving our homes or worshiping or for conducting business or going to school and all the rest. Or maybe you're thinking that what started out as righteous anger and a desire for justice has morphed into freedom turned anarchy. That in other words, a great majority of those agitating for freedoms in a world without police really don't understand at all what they're saying. The impact of their utopian visions and the lawlessness that would result? Well, guess what? Neither of us here could blame you for such skepticism this year. Even on this day, Independence Day, when we commemorate our nation's founding. However, as dramatic and far-reaching as the recent months have been on our country and countries around the world, we have survived these kinds of things in the past. Past pandemics, past moments of severe societal unrest, past wars, past injustice that took blood, sweat, tears, and courage to overcome. 
We did those things in this country in part because we had the freedom to conduct critical research and to develop medical solutions for past mm. healthcare scares and, and things that happened to us. We had the freedom of speech and ideas and could wrestle some of the biggest sins of our nation's history to the ground and make changes that would uplift our poorest and our marginalized. Because we heard the cry for freedom in other parts of the world, we sacrificed our blood to fight tyranny. Of course, history is not perfect. Applying today's wokeness to the thinking of yesterday is clever and often indulged by our education system and the mass media. But really, it's an intellectual sleight of hand. Yeah, it's like somehow today or in the last five minutes, we have figured out like all the ills of this country. All of them. You know, all of its sins and transgressions and shortcomings. And now we want to back in history to criticize and condemn those imperfect souls who went before us, those souls that helped along our civilization, who fought courageously in the way they could at the time, coming from backgrounds and cultures in which they were raised to make our country a little bit better by the day, by the year, and by the era. What right? if, I mean, just think about what if we were judged in the same way? What if everything in our past was brought forward to a single moment in time for someone to judge morally? Right. And I, I wonder, I contemplate going forward when I'm long gone, what will be judged or what will be said about what's going on in our country right now? Well, all of your statues are coming down. All of them. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> I know. It sounds like we're making light of all, of all this. I know there's a lot of people who are angry, but what they're tearing down, what they're destroying, what they're spray painting, people aren't thinking at all contextually. They're not thinking, you know, in terms of history. So uh, much of the historical, historical improvements that the country did see along the way, many of the things we discovered or, or came to, are lost in today's revisionist rhetoric and simplistic social media rants. We were all supposed to have been perfect back then, right? Just like years from now, just like you said, we will be remembered by those who followed us as having been perfect in all that we did. I know that that's how you'll see me if you outlive me, right? I'm not sure I'll perfect. see that when you leave this room. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it is a classic example of making the perfect the enemy of the good and loses the central truth that as a nation, we have been changing and we have been improving. We've been courageous and we've been righteous as a regular way of our existence. These things were possible because of a system that allowed for creativity, for free expression and for the protection of God-given rights. The United States, for all its faults, is emblematic of freedom. And it might seem impolite for us not to match the fury and temperature of the ongoing strife in America right now. We've tried to touch on that in the last several weeks and months. But the truth is, long before this societal unrest and this feeling of widespread disenfranchisement, you've got all these young people you know, running around on the streets looking to have a cause, it seems. But long before all of that, and long before our autocrats and their medical experts intimated that the possible was the probable with COVID, 
and that we'd be better off if we all just cover up and hunker down indefinitely. Well, we as a nation had already relinquished so much of our freedom. More than 200 years removed from the lofty language of the Declaration of Independence and the brilliance of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all of that, America has evolved into an incredible tangle of competing special interests, diminished and enfeebled representation, an enormously bloated executive and administrative branch of government, and higher courts that are often too interested in setting policy rather than ruling on the Constitution. What has happened to our freedoms socially, legally, economically? That's right, Bob. In fact, let's just take one measure of our freedom, all right? So you know there has been so much talk about opening up the economy, right? Yeah. Well, even when that economy was humming along last year and earlier this year, the conservative think tank Heritage Foundation published its 2020 Index of Economic Freedom. They publish this index every year. I read it cover to cover. No, no, no I don't. No. Yeah, no, well, no surprise if you do. But now here we are with a huge economy, with a president who has tried to reduce government regulations since he first took office, and the US, the United States ranks only 17th in the world in terms of economic freedom. When factoring the rule of law, the size of government, regulatory efficiency, and open markets. That's unbelievable. Jeez, I'd hate to think who we're trailing. Singapore. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Lithuania? <laughs> well, well, yes, the Lithuanians have a lot going on, but... Well, Ripley's, believe it or not, no, just believe it or not, even the United Kingdom, they came in at number seven. We're 17 and the United Kingdom is seventh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, now we I really... Tell no lies. We really need to open up the economy. So this is just economic freedom we're talking, right? Mm. Well, that's, as, as we said, that's just one measure of how free we are as a nation. Now, whether you like capitalism or not, the fact is it works well when it has freedom. It works better. Now, there's, again, go think about these revisionists and some of the people going around upset right now. Does it work equally well? No. It doesn't work all the time, right? We see the stock market go up, go down. We see people make money, lose money. Some businesses succeed, some businesses don't succeed. But generally, left unfettered with a lot of regulations and a lot of restrictions, businesses can do reasonably well, right? I mean, that's, Absolutely. that's just one measure of freedom. Right. Now, one gentleman who's written much about this whole topic of freedom and and what we have to think about uh, today is radio host and legal scholar Mark Levin. If you care about freedom and liberty, by the way, may I suggest you get a copy of his book, Liberty and Tyranny, and make it required re required reading for your family. It's a good book. I mean, chapter yeah. by chapter, uh, and it's already, whatever, 10 years or something in, in publication. Mm. Well worth reading. In any event, during an interview to discuss the state of liberty and freedom in the U.S., Levin made the point that despite the great ideas advanced at the Constitutional Convention in 1787, <laughs> where all these representatives of the colonies painstakingly hammered out perhaps the most important document the world has ever seen short of the Bible, our country's state of affairs have evolved thus. 
Social engineering and central planning are imposed without end since the governing masterminds, drunk with their own conceit and pomposity, have wild imaginations and infinite ideas for reshaping society and molding man's nature in search of the ever elusive utopian paradise. <laughs> what do you think of that? That's a very, very nice way uh, that he put that, but it really hits it on the head. <laughs> it does. Uh, there are a lot of folks who make it their life's ambition to get power and to kind of tell the rest of us what to do in, I, in every level. I wish I was in that kind of position. Well, I, I know you should run for office. Oh, I, I, I think, mean, I wonder, yeah. Infinite ideas for reshaping <laughs> society and molding man's nature is an interesting uh, way to it, put this. It is. And, you know, on another show, we can talk a little bit about the differences between conservatives and liberals and how people, you know, come to those different positions in life. But this is just an interesting take on this. And that's one of several things we're going to share from this interview with Mark Levin as we talk more today about freedom, about entitlement, and the state of our country here in this year. We'll be back with more right after this. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for being with us today. We're discussing the state of our freedoms in this country. Yes, we've all been wondering a lot about how free we have been this year. Even with the ebb and flow of our fight against coronavirus, I think I chafe a little at the next restriction, don't you? Yes, and while we still want to protect our most vulnerable, chafing is probably a good word. Doesn't it irritate? I mean, yeah. all, the st all the rules? It does. It, it, just, uh, it just doesn't feel good to have people continually telling you what you can and cannot do. And some of that sentiment was captured when we were talking about Mark Levin, who's the author of Liberty and Tyranny and Ameritopia and a lot of other books. Uh, we were covering some things he said in an interview uh, some years back. And, you know, he, he was talking about how a lot of these leaders are, are drunk with their own conceit and pomposity, and they have infinite ideas for reshaping society. Well, how in the world did America ever get to this place? How did a country so carefully crafted as a constitutional republic who had experienced tyranny firsthand get to the point where the federal administrative state runs wild. Supreme Court justices, the President of the United States, and even Congress disdain the Constitution. They're all sworn to uphold. And as Levin puts it, they're teetering, or the country is teetering on financial ruin due to the unconscionable profligate spending, borrowing, taxing, and money printing done by the federal government. These things were all going on and still go on despite what's happened with coronavirus, despite what's happened with the social unrest today. How does America wake up every day to find its government exercising unlimited power over private economic behavior of every American? How is it possible that a federal government designed to operate from a defined enumeration of specific power is now the nation's largest creditor, debtor, lender, employer, consumer, contractor, grantor, property, owner, tenant, insurer, 
healthcare provider, and pension guarantor with aggrandized police powers. That, for example, regulates most things in your bathroom, oh my. laundry room, Good grief. and kitchen, as well as the mortgage you hold on your house. It designs your automobile and dictates the kind of fuel it uses. It regulates your baby's toys, crib, and stroller, plans your children's school curriculum and lunch menu as well, and administers their student loans in college. At your place of employment, the federal government oversees everything from the racial, gender, and age diversity of the workforce to the hours, wages, and benefits paid. Wow, and that's before, Bob, it regulates your light bulbs and toilets. Yes, which I really wanted my government involved in that. You know, I was I was not happy with my current light bulb situation, nor was I happy with the rate of flushing in my toilet. I needed the government's input on that, I think, didn't you? To have a low flush instead of a high flush? Yes. Less power. A low flush that you flush two or three times. To be right, so more power in the government, less yes. power in your home. Right, they're making me flush, and I don't like it. I'm going to topple you're my not toilet. A you're not a flusher? I am a flusher, but you've got to do it frequently when you use their toilets. They're oh, government-mandated okay. I'm toilets. just making sure you're a flusher. Of course I'm a flusher. Well, some people aren't. Well, they leave it for the next person, and no. it's a flush, you know. I don't know if the government can be involved in that. Well, they could get involved in that. With artificial intelligence, we might have cameras. and oh, Let's not go there. Anyway, we're talking today about... <laughs> The real state of freedom. So maybe this year things have upset you, the things you're seeing in the street, the things that you've experienced as you've hunkered down for coronavirus. Maybe maybe this year it's bothering you. The point we're making here and the point that Mark Levin has made is that a lot of this has been going on for a long time. We've been relinquishing our freedoms quite a bit. When we return, we'll have more on this topic. Don't forget you can write to us anytime at Bob and Gloria at There Is a Season Show. Stay with us. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. WHIO. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, this is Rush Limbaugh. This is my home in the Miami Valley. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. 1290, 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. We've been talking today about freedom, about entitlement, about the powers that uh, our, our leaders have pretty much usurped along the way in our history and really in an, an explosion, I think, in administrative power over the last 100 years or at least the last 60 to 80 years. And despite everything that people is, are feeling today when they see uh, what supposedly is freedom run amok in the streets, you know, with all the anarchistic mm. statue toppling, yeah. and despite the pinch that a lot of us felt during the COVID-19 lockdowns, and we may still face some of that going forward, the point that a lot of authors have made, including Mark Levin, uh, famous conservative and legal scholar, has been that as a nation, we've been giving up freedoms all along, a lot of them. Often, we don't even realize we're giving up these freedoms. They're so slowly, you know, put upon us right. in little ways that we don't realize. And then all of a sudden, we're like, what? 
we're not paying attention. You know, we said in the opening here that the executive branch, uh, you know, you learn as a kid, you got the executive, the judicial, and the legislative branches of government. Do kids learn that today? I'm, in not, school. I'm assuming they learn that, but that I think that's a, one of that those things that every American should know, but they don't. Is what right. I'm saying. Yes, right. But under the executive branch, we've had this enormously uh, unaccountable uh, group of administrative people in all the different agencies out there. And so a law might get passed by Congress, might get funded by Congress, and then there's 15 levels of administrators and bureaucrats who write the rules that affect our lives. And we don't always see that. It just shows up later on when somebody tells us we can or cannot do something. And like sheep, we kind of acquiesce and say... Uh, oh, okay. what can we yeah. do? Right. Yeah. It's too late now. Right? right. Right. You can't write your congressman over everything, right? Including a light bulb or toilet change. Anyway, so we talk here about freedom, right? And, and a lot of traditional conservatives believe that our rights come from God. Well, progressives don't really believe that. They believe that our rights come from the government, from the state. Progressives do not believe that man is born free, that freedom is not a gift from God, but a gift dispensed by the state. Freedom was redefined as a quest for utopia. We moved from uh, the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness in our founders' time to life, liberty, happiness, security, and freedom from worry under you know, Woodrow Wilson and FDR, and then later under Linda Johnson and so forth, as if the government could solve every problem we have and that we should be free from these things. It's a very different kind of perspective. Well, scornful of the founders' belief in limited government, outpoured constitutional amendments that restructured the original design of the American government. Next up was the construction of the administrative state, as Levin quotes Alex de Tocqueville, who was eerily prescient about what was to come in America long after his death in 1859. America, said the famous French philosopher, could be at risk of being consumed by a system that did what? Covers the surface of society with a network of small, complicated rules, minute and uniform, through which the most original minds and the most energetic characters cannot penetrate to rise above the crowd. The will of man is not shattered, but softened, bent, and guided. Men are seldom forced by it to act, but they are constantly restrained from acting. Such a power does not destroy, but it prevents existence. It does not tyrannize, but it compresses, enervates, extinguishes, and stupefies a people, till each nation is reduced to nothing better than a flock of timid and industrious animals, of which the government is the shepherd. Doesn't that make your skin crawl? It does. I mean, but... But a, a lot of it is very, very true. And he's writing this now over 100 years ago. Right. Alexis de Tocqueville, talking about how we're all just kind of, you know, it's almost death by a thousand cuts. This thing happens and that happens and this freedom's gone and you're told you can't do this and you can't do this and you can't do this. You know, mm. and after a while, it's not the big thing It's that, that disenfranchises. It's, it's all of these little things that put us and, in a corner. Yeah, look at what's happening today with the defund the police, right? There's so much going on right now, and I've already heard so many personal examples of, unfortunately, police not really responding. Right. Now, people may, to, people may be saying that and holding up the signs, you know, as a means of uh, fighting the injustice of bad actors, of, of police who have done things that are wrong. 
but people who were elected, city councils that were elected, mayors that were yes. elected and so forth, don't have the right to right. on a dime suddenly say, we're gonna get rid of your police department. Right. What if they get rid of the fire department? I don't like water damage when they come put a fire out at my house. Or, or I don't care what the absurdity is. People are elected on a certain understanding, right? Right. Not to scratch their own backs and sit back and say, oh. oh or simply respond to the latest uh, upset or, or societal unrest. Right. You know, it, it, everybody seems right now so incredibly uh, uh, fast to want to meet all of the demands by going completely to this other extreme and forgetting all of their other constituents and just doing it by writ or, or saying, okay, we'll just do away with that thing. The power that the government has gotten is uh, is enormous in how it's impinged on our uh, our freedom. So those are some thoughts from Mark Levin and highly recommend uh, if you can listen to him on the radio, that's terrific. If you can get some of his books, uh, that's fantastic. We're gonna pivot a little bit though and we're gonna talk about freedom in a different way. And that is to maybe take a look at some of the things that Americans take for granted, but shouldn't. So these are freedoms that, knock on wood, we still have. Or at least we feel that we still have. They may be regulated somewhat. Right. And, and some of us don't realize or even think about these freedoms unless we've traveled out of this country. Right. Because right? they don't have them in other, other places in the world. Right. 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 So, so what's one of them? What's a simple freedom that we have? We have running water. And, and, and beyond running water, believe it or not, because not every place in this world has running water, we actually have hot running water. So yeah. do we think about that? No, a lot of folks hearing this would probably say, well, okay, come on. Or of course we do. Yeah, we, everybody's got water. Well, no, they don't. And, and it's right. not clean either, right? That's right. That's some right. people have to walk miles and miles just to get some kind of clean water. Uh, we also have... Ding, ding, electricity, right? And how suddenly uh, disenfranchised are we when a storm goes through, right? The power goes down. Oh, yeah. The tornadoes knocked out all of our power forever. Right. Yes. For and, so many. And we're so reliant on media and computers and cell towers and all of this stuff. And suddenly you say, gosh, now what do we do? We feel like we're going back to the world of the preppers or, or you know, just because we have to not cook something in the microwave. Right. Right. Another um, thing that we have in this country that not all countries have are grocery stores that are actually stocked with food. That's true. You, uh, we I, take it so much for granted. I, years I, ago, I was in a, a business group, uh, like one of these networking type groups, and there was a lady there who had escaped Russia as a young woman and came out here and she was able to get married and so forth uh, before she escaped and came over here and walked into, I believe it was a grocery store near one of our universities here and broke down crying because she could not believe that everything was stocked end to end with food. Right. Yeah. Our perspective is just, you know, a bit, a bit off because it's, it's always and usually stocked. I mean, you know, maybe in COVID we were without toilet paper for a period of time. We but, a little artificial scarcity uh, going on there. The country right, know, made up for that. Right. Uh, we've got, if you can't make it to the grocery store, we've got corner stores that are open 24-7. For the necessities, you right. know, milk and bread. Uh, now, this is an interesting, you know, we were earlier speaking of the United Kingdom. Stores here in the United States are open on Sundays. I don't know about now, but, you know, a couple decades ago when I lived in the United Kingdom, stores were all closed on Sundays. 
And stores so, and used to be closed here right. you know, on Sundays. And some some people, again, might chafe at the idea that we're conducting all this commerce on Sunday. Yeah. But in fact, it is for a lot of people a freedom. Um, it is definitely a freedom. Even for those of us who try to reserve that as a day of rest or a day for the Lord, sometimes to find ourselves running out to the store for something. Right. And it's a freedom for the business entities to be able to even open on Sundays because in some countries, you know, the government controls that. We talked about toilet paper as a freedom and clean bathrooms, right? right. Uh, a lot of places in the world may even have different customs, but they may not have the ability to have a clean bathroom. That's right. That's right. So we have sidewalks and we have functioning paved roads. And in, in, in that, within that, we have cars, public transportation. And are you ready? We even have Uber and Lyft. So if we don't have a car, right, right. we can pick up our phone and call Uber or Lyft. And kids, before there was Uber and Lyft, there was something called a taxi. It was like a yellow car sometimes in, in the big cities. Because I don't know if a lot of young people even know what a taxi is. You know, to, That's from true. the taxi company, they just think of Uber, which, you know, wonderful innovation. So right. Forth. But before and you that, don't even have to speak to the people oh, at Uber. You just get out your We also have the city bus. <laughs> now also... that, a lot of kids would not probably know really <laughs> what use that would have for them. You gotta get in there, put your change in, get your transfer. Right, right, right. Um, We also have, and this may be a freedom worth questioning, we've said that a number of times here in the last decade or so, and that is the college experience. That experience in and of itself, that word means a whole lot of different things, doesn't it, Bob? What else do we have as a freedom? (laughs) We have drug stores, and for us women, we have feminine hygiene products. If you go to India, those do not exist. We also have, in most places, three meals a day. Think about that. Some people scrounge to get one meal a day. They try to get some basic nutrition. We end up having the ability to have three. We actually have fourth meal in this country, right? One of our advertisers talks about that. We have snacks and appetizers. Continuous and feeding. after dinner mints and dessert. Right. I mean, right. we have a lot, so much. We have a shower that works. And for most of us, every now and then it's rare, but we have a roof that doesn't leak, okay? Here's one, uh, and, and you mentioned that. Now, that somehow that just brought back a memory of, of uh, Peter Dano. For, oh, for long-term yes. listeners of this show, uh, you'd remember that Peter Dano is a missionary in uh, Malawi. And one of the things that he comes back here periodically to raise money for is, and I can't remember the full name of the group, the Tin Roof um, I can't remember the name of the group either, but it's to provide. A roof over people's houses. Heads. Because he says, typically, you might have 30 people sharing a shack over there. And when the heavens open oh, up with rain, right. guess what? Yeah, and the Everybody floors are wet. usually mud, you know, so what a mess. So a roof over your head, uh, can't take that for granted. Uh, and also a bed, and not simply clay or a soil floor to sleep on. Right, and if and if you're unfortunate and are homeless, we have homeless shelters here too yes. to, that will have a bed. So Get you, you back on your feet. Hopefully, right, right. right. So there are an awful lot of things uh, we have here, uh, and we have more on a list, and we'll share you with that, that list. But I would also suggest if you've got a family, you've still got kids around and so forth, not a bad discussion to have around the dinner table, not a bad discussion to have anytime if you're just riding along in the car. What are some freedoms and things that maybe you take for granted uh, that you know are worth remembering even on a day like Independence Day? And we'll have more right after this. You are listening to There is a Season, 
on AM 1290, 95.7, WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7, WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. Nowhere else on the radio will you hear a show that quotes Alex de Tocqueville and talks about toilet paper within the same five or six minutes. That's right. Uh, we cover it all here uh, as we talk about freedom, believe it or not. And uh, we are free to have toilet paper, to stock up on toilet paper. We're free to go to stores that are chock full. Uh, there are a lot of things we take for granted in this culture. Yes, choices are everywhere they're plentiful large and small right from yes. diverse restaurants and even to who we elect for president that's still a choice yes and, and that's going to be a, a big freedom. choice here we'll it touch is. on that as we go ahead in the next uh, several months and and that's really been the thrust of our show today is not not just some of the trivial things we've mentioned but also highlighting that despite the big things that have happened in the news this year the covid thing the the rioting, the anarchy, and all that kind of stuff, we've already been giving up so much freedom. We need to cling to our freedoms at every turn. We need to look for economic, social uh, liberty. Uh, we look for religious freedom. We need to find a way to continue to fight for these things to be a free people. So we were going through a list of things that uh, are, are sort of, I don't say emblematic, but they are instances which remind us of our freedom, things that we have here that we take for granted, like running water, like a shower, like stocked food and so forth. And we have a few more of those to share with you. Yeah, so cell phones, right? So we take those for granted nowadays, especially, right? What do we do if we don't have our cell phone in our hand and Young we can't find it? People go it's nuts. A right, we were born with it. That's right. A room to call our own, you know, private space that we don't have to share with a huge number of people. A job if we want one, right? They're plentiful if you really want to work. I like this one, a backyard or a street that isn't full of safari animals or questionable animals that could spread disease. Yes, and we're not talking about inflatables like around the little kiddie pool. <laughs> we're talking about the real thing. Right. Hospitals, as much as they've been stressed and... Uh, in, in an um, emergency? Yeah, you have somewhere to go. Right. Garbage trucks that actually pick up and remove the, tra the trash to some other place. Oh, yeah. Now, this next one on the list, you, we don't have too many this year, and that would be televised sporting events. Well, but you can watch past years, so you still have that. Right, if you have no life. Well, I'm, coming, just I'm just saying that you could still watch sports. And we have public schools. That's a huge one. In so many countries, there's no public education whatsoever. And we have our military, our police, and our firefighters. Who we appreciate so much. We do. A lot to think about here on this Independence Day and uh, you know, mull over what freedoms we have in our lives. Coming up on There is a Season, we've also got uh, other things. We've got, uh, we're gonna be talking about estate sales in the age of COVID-19. We're also gonna talk about how things are different for your kids or your grandkids compared to when you were young. There's an awful lot that's changed. Be sure to check out our website, thereisaseasonshow.com, and you can write to us there too, or through the handy In Touch contact form. And write to us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. That's all the time we have for today. Celebrate your freedom, and remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step, and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. We're here for each other, and we're here for you. For my dear friend and free and freedom-loving co-host Gloria Shanahan. 
our terrific producers, and everyone who makes the show possible. Thank you for your time, attention, and interest to what we do here. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. WHIO is the Dayton station focused on the local impact of the coronavirus. Local updates every 15 minutes. Proud to be Dayton's official coronavirus information station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. WHIO Dayton. WHIO FM Pleasant Hill. A Cox Media Group station from the Bushers Home Improvement Studios. Improve the value of your home with a sunroom from Bushers.